1: What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot
2: topics. Number one on what's trending, the Chiefs' future game uh, against the Chargers on November the 20th. Now going to be on Sunday Night Football, NFL flexing that game. It was initially going to be an afternoon contest. So November 20th, Sunday Night Football out in L.A., Chiefs and Chargers. It is the sixth scheduled primetime game for the Chiefs. They have another one in December against the Broncos. We'll see if that one stays put. Under the new NFL rules, you can have up to seven. So there is still a chance the chiefs could gain another primetime game they could also lose the broncos got one but uh chiefs chargers huge afc west game now going to be on sunday night football on november the 20th i love it red zone all day Today i like the noo- game. i know
3: i'm in the minority i like noon sunday games. this well
2: this sunday you'll be happy they get the jags at noon of course it's the jags of course <laughs> that's the one that stays <laughs> hey you can't at be
3: Sunday. At uh, no no i'm just saying i'm not surprised the way tvs were i'm not surprised yeah. that they're being flexed to sunday night football because the Chargers have had the injuries, if you mentioned, but they still are just a game back at Kansas City right now. So that game has massive implications across the NFL. Next up on Watch Training, the Bills are still awaiting more news on Josh Allen's injuries. Reported yesterday that he might have a UCL spray. Now, you might hear that injury a lot and think Tommy John surgery. Tommy John almost never happens in quarterbacks. The throwing motion's different. A lot of stuff is different in that regard. You could see the play in which he got injured and it got stretched back. He was making it sound like I'm hurt. My elbow will hurt, but I'll play. The interesting thing will be if he misses any time, obviously Buffalo is much more likely to lose games, including the game against Minnesota this week. But there's just so much on the line for them. If the injury just keeps him from playing well. That could also have a massive impact on what happens next.
2: Yeah, we'll talk more about that in just a little bit as well, because that's kind of the news everybody's waiting around for in the NFL today. Next up on What's Trending, the awards starting to come out for Major League Baseball, at least the finalist, rookie of the year finalists. Bobby Wood Jr., not a finalist. It ended up being a very talented rookie class this year in Major League Baseball, led by Julio Rodriguez with the Mariners, who will likely and almost assuredly will win it. Yeah, and I'd then Stephen so. Kwan came out of nowhere and had a great year, starting with the first game of the year against the Royals at Kauffman Stadium. Yeah. And never looked back. And then uh, Adley Rutschman, the talented catcher for the Baltimore Orioles. So a bummer that Bobby Wood Jr. not a finalist. I will say, like, in most years, he would have not only been a finalist, Won but it. would have had a chance to absolutely win it. It's just as a hell of a class. And, and Stephen Kwan came out of nowhere. In fact, Stephen Kwan's numbers did a great year. would end up being more. He led off. He would have had another 25 RBI if they would have batted him a little bit lower in the order. Like it was an impressive year for him. It was also a very good rookie year for Bobby Wood Jr. Don't let that uh, not being a finalist make you think he didn't have a it good. It just year.
3: depends on what you value. Stephen Kwan was better at getting on base uh, from a hitting perspective, getting on base from a walking perspective. The power? Oh, not non-existent, but way less than Bobby Wood Jr., no sto- not as many stolen bases, not as many home runs, you know, those things. And it's not that he didn't get any steals, but I felt like Bobby Jr. deserved to at least be in the final three. Also... You obviously rooting for that because if you finish in the final three, you get more money to spend internationally. Baseball changed the system so that if your guy gets wins it, you get more money and more money to spend internationally. If you get in the final three, you get more money to spend internationally. So this kind of sucks for the Royals. How much more as talking? an
2: organization? I mean, honestly, do we know? Like, how much more are we talking? Five hundred thousand dollars, I think, if you finish third. Okay. okay, interesting.
3: Not in. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's not nothing. You actually do get benefit. That's why they were doing this so that you don't uh, screw over service time. So the Royals could have waited two weeks and got a whole yeah, extra year I, with Bobby Wood junior instead played him. Didn't and didn't get what the benefits they're trying to offer teams I, are, are.
2: I think it's a fair point of the text line too. It didn't help Bobby with that. He was on out of all those other teams. Those all were competitive teams. Yeah, they were. And they all had great seasons again.
3: That's, that's certainly not it. Next up on what's training. Eric Cosmer is officially not opting out of the final three years of his deal in Boston. You might remember when he signed that massive contract, the free agent contract with the Padres. He had an opt out built into it. He will pick up that option and have three years, thirty-nine million dollars left on his deal with Boston.
2: Lastly, on what's trending, we've been talking the last couple weeks about the Powerball and the jackpot, and there's some controversy last night. Well, the uh, finally released numbers this morning after last night. Normally, if you're either you either see it get tweeted out or you watch on your local news, they'll show the live drawing or whatever. They came on with the message last night and said due to a technical difficulty. The Drawing was not going to take place, some regulations and all things, and everybody's like, Oh my god, what this is weird, what's going on? Especially Conspir- two billion dollars. Conspiracy theory, a largest national jackpot for in the world that we've ever seen. And uh, this morning they finally had the drawing, and it turns out a single ticket was sold in LA County for the two billion dollar Powerball fishy. Jackpot. One ticket, think about that. Sometimes you win a jackpot and you got to. Split it with five people, which I think you'd still be. You think it's fraud? You you think that this is? You think it's rigged?
4: I think there's no coincidence that this happens
2: on the eve of, you know. You know, I don't don't don't, want to say the word, but you know what today is. You know, if you if you don't win, clearly something shady's up, right? I didn't buy a ticket this time. Did you buy one? I did. So you didn't buy
4: a ticket, but you're going to go vote today. (laughs) (laughs) How are those two things
2: related? What? Sometimes I gotta be honest, when it gets
3: that high and there's $2 million in the line, I'd like it to go normal. That, this, would,
2: that would seem nice. I'll admit, this last night, it was, it was definitely sketchy. But sometimes results take some time to get figured out. Doesn't always mean <laughs> something fet- sketchy is going on, you know? That's what's trending here on Cody and Gold. Nick, did you buy a ticket? You said you no. never bought
3: one. You didn't, I didn't finally cave? I didn't. You don't want a chance at
4: $2 billion? It's not that I don't want a chance. <laughs> it's that like, if you gave
2: me a free chance, I would do it. $2.04 billion. One person in LA County. Well, you know, that, I mean, my goodness. You know,
4: two billion in LA is not the same as two billion in Kansas it's City. It's not, Nick. No, it's not. LA
3: County, it's probably just somebody
4: who already has hundreds of millions of dollars. You're yes. assuming every. <laughs> well, that's. Okay. What if you found out it was LeBron James? <laughs>
3: He just won a billion dollars.
1: Well, then LeBron
2: (laughs) would be buying the,
1: uh, he he
4: wouldn't
2: even need any help buying the Washington Commanders. He'd say, screw the ownership group. I can just do this on my own. I don't need much other help. By the way, Nick, you did ask
3: me the other day. You said, which billionaire do you want to own the Commanders if it's not Jeff Bezos? And I said Jay-Z, and it turns out they're bidding together. Yeah. So
2: that seems like a pretty good group. You know? You feeling good about it? Something tells me they have the financial finances to make that happen. The richest person, yeah, and and, and Jay Z, who's yeah. also very rich, seems like they can they can figure that thing out and make make it work. Nate Taylor from the Athletic and join us in the studio here at one o'clock. We'll talk some Chiefs football with him and get his thoughts on what he thinks could happen with the AFC playoff race if the news comes out later today that Josh Allen would have to miss some time. As you mentioned during what's trending there, that is really the story in the NFL today. Is will there be an update later on? With Josh Allen, the elbow injury, the the ulnar collateral ligament, and then related nerves is according to Chris Mordenson, and what's going on there. Can he play through it? Does he need to take two weeks off? Is it something more serious than that? They have the Vikings on Sunday do the Bills, and then they play the Browns, the Lions, before they get right back into three straight divisional games with the Patriots, then the Jets, and then the Dolphins. so All teams that can beat them because they're over 500. So, th- I mean, major implications for the Chiefs here. I mean, it goes without saying. Uh, I mean, if he misses some time, suddenly the Chiefs in the number one seed becomes very, very realistic. It's already better because they lost on Sunday. Uh, but if, if they don't have Josh Allen, then every single one of those games becomes a game where you could potentially lose. Whereas before you'd say, oh, they're not going to lose to the Browns or they're not going to lose to the Lions. If Case Keenum has to play, for the Bills for a game, two, three, four games, whatever, then that is significant. Chiefs are going to be the one seed. If, if I'll
3: just say it right now, if Josh Allen misses four to six weeks, the Chiefs are the number one seed in the AFC. Like that feels, I mean, maybe not a the lock of the century, not a lock, but it seems pretty close.
2: Ah, the lock.
3: Because, again, if he's gone for four to six weeks, they're going to drop at least one game they shouldn't, maybe two games they shouldn't. Look, they could lose the Minnesota game, whether Josh Allen plays or not. And they could lose one of the three games against New England, the Jets, you know, and uh, Miami. Those are all right. Those are games in your division. Those can go weird. They're capable of losing those games. But I would say that they're dropping some other game they shouldn't. They're dropping at Detroit or Cleveland or somebody. They're better than both of those teams. But once you take out the massive advantage you have is being significantly better at quarterback then the team you're facing games get weird, weird stuff can happen, and you can lose them. If the thing I, I, no matter what, I'm pretty sure that now you can essentially call the one seed a complete toss-up. Because if he does play, I don't think you can play with stretched out ligaments and your elbow to the same level you were playing before you got hurt. I think there is going to be, similar to what happened with Justin Herbert, a downswing in your play at least for a few weeks while you come to grips with how you play with that injury. Because that did happen to Herbert. He had the ribs, and it took him a little while to figure out. Now he's playing at that level again because he's gotten through part of that injury. It's
2: such a big-picture approach that you have to take if you're the Bills. I mean, it's yes, you want the number one seed, of course, uh, but you got to make sure that you get that elbow healed up if it is as serious as some people think maybe it is. So that he is effective come playoff time. I mean, there's no reason to jeopardize. Hey, you know what? Oh, we should have sat him three weeks ago. Now we're going to sit him, and now they're talking about you know the very end of the season, and it can really really cost some divisional games. Knowing that they have three straight games before the divisional games start back up, if you if he does need to miss a game or two, now is the this is, now the, time, is yeah. the time. Not to Minnesota,
3: do it. but the two after. Sure,
2: and I think the Vikings were six and a half point underdogs before the Josh Allen news, so that's going to have major ramifications for. Uh, for what that game could be on on Sunday, where the Vikings are trying to get to eight and one, and you've got I don't know who the Dolphins have this week. Can't remember who they have, but they, all the pressure Which is. Which means on they're fighting. Suddenly.
3: Well, Miami's fighting for the one. Like both those teams are fighting for the one seed. Miami and Buffalo are in the or uh, sorry, um, the Vikings and Buffalo are in the exact same position. One Buffalo leads currently is the one seed as it sits. Minnesota, just one game back. All they're waiting is for one little slip up from the Eagles. And then they get to try to pounce in
2: and um, have their moment. That's what's fun about the league. I mean, the, the Eagles are undefeated. They've been the great story. If they lose one, suddenly the Cowboys could be in the first place lead of the NFC East theoretically, right? I don't know what the tiebreakers are right now, but, or the Vikings could be the number one seat. So it's like, you can be undefeated, but all, all of a sudden Things you lose one game and, and you're just one of the other teams, just like that. Philadelphia could be just one of the other teams
3: especially amongst the other teams they're competing for the same thing with. because that just happened to Buffalo. Buffalo had the decided advantage. They only had one loss. They were humming along. Seemed like they were going to score unstoppable amounts. They had the tiebreaker on the team that feared them the most. Then they lost and now everything's even again. And, you know, even if they, even if the Chiefs had lost, then the Titans would have been nipping at their heels. You know, like no matter what, this is why we know that one seed is very much in play for a number of teams on both sides right now but I mean this you don't root for an injury I really don't I don't like hope Josh Allen needs Tommy John surgery it has to miss months by the way there are not that many quarterbacks who've had it I I was looking up it's like Jake DeLome and it's very few Who ever require that because the throwing he bounced back right needed not Uh, it went very poorly Um, but I, I do think that no matter what this is going to at the end of the year there's a pretty good chance that we mention this as an impact for Who decided the one seed? I'm already feeling, I feel better today just knowing that Josh Allen is kind of hurt, that the Chiefs are getting the one seed, not just because they won and the Bills lost last week, but because they're going to be limited in some capacity.
2: Coming up in 15 minutes, we'll get back into who is now also Mr. Reliable in this Chiefs offense and what it means big picture for this offseason in Kansas City. But let's get to all 32 in the NFL, sponsored by Anthony Plumbing, heating, cooling, and electric technicians you can trust with your House keys. I'll let you start us off here today because it has to do with the team we're talking about right now. Exactly.
3: It's an easy flow into that. The AFC East, I guess, they've now taken the title. No longer NFC East. The AFC East is currently the best division in football. I can't believe that those have been the top two divisions in football. It's absurd. The NFC East and the AFC East? No way. We thought that they had dead weight across the board, and we're going to continue to have dead weight across the board, and yet. That's not the case. And I don't think it's a fluke either because the the Jets, you could have argued, right? Fluke the entire time. You could have said, all right, they're going to come back to earth. They just beat Buffalo in a battle. They are outscoring their opponents. Every team in this division, except Miami is outscoring their opponent. And the only reason they're not is because they had two games without their starting quarterback. Really across the board, it's different levels of quarterback play you're getting, but every single team in this division does at least one thing really well. I think for the Jets, it's run the ball. The Bills, it's almost everything. Tua and the Dolphins, it's the pass game. And the Patriots are one of the best schemers. I didn't think, I thought that there was a pretty good chance the Patriots were going to win four or five games, maybe six this year. They're already at five. The AFC East deservingly so after three straight wins by Miami, two straight by the Patriots, and a big Jets wins against Buffalo. Currently the best division in yeah, the NFL. It's a great
2: thing for Kansas City, not just this year, but long-term. If this is going yeah, to be a much more competitive division. We, we had all those years... Tom Brady just dominated the NFC East, or the AFC East, and there wasn't a whole lot of competition. Seems like it's going to be a tougher road for Josh Allen for the next couple of years, tougher than we thought. The same way we you know, we talked about the AFC West, we thought this was going to be the toughest division in football. It has not been, uh, and so suddenly maybe it's even looking a little more different for the AFC West long term, but the AFC East is uh, going to be a battle, not just this year, but I think for, for a couple more years as well with what the Dolphins have been able to put together. Uh, for for me here, I mean, I, I think if Jeff Saturday, who is now the interim head coach, the Annapolis Colts, if somehow he has any ounce of success, do you guys think that this is something other teams would be more willing to do? I'm not saying go grab a TV guy. What I'm saying is that the idea that you don't have to have someone with this vast NFL experience, I think it's it's crazy. It's bold, certainly. It's like hiring the but, analytics guy who
3: but, writes for ESPN and saying, go be our head coach.
2: Now look, Mike McDaniel down in Miami was an NFL coach. But he still wasn't, like, the normal type of hire. In, in the NBA, and I know it's a different sport, they have hired coaches with no NBA coaching experience yeah. before. Dan Orlovsky was asked, hey, would you want to join the staff with Jeff Saturday? Of course, they work together at NFL Live. Orlovsky uh, thinks he knows everything anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me if he had some interest in, in joining the staff. He was asked on the Dan Patrick Show today uh, about it, and he says, "Not I have, have you been asked about the coaching gig? To be a quarterback coach for Jeff Saturday, he goes, not directly, no. Then Dan Patrick, not directly. He says, we has he has not directly offered me anything. No, we've had conversations about coaching. And then Dan Patrick asks Orlovsky whether or not he would lobby for a job on Jeff Saturday's staff. Orlovsky said, no, I won't lobby. I've made myself pretty clear to Jeff. I want to coach one day. I'm very much interested in it.
3: So He's going to take the job, isn't he? ESPN is going to lose two
2: people in an afternoon. Dan Orlovsky going to be a quarterback coach in the league here pretty soon. Seems like it.
4: Huh? Who else? Who else can they hire from ESPN? I think
3: I think they should make their offensive well, coordinator. Not even ESPN. They should go further down to make it. They got two I mean, ESPN guys. The guy they should hire to call plays is like the top Madden player in the world.
2: I mean, Louis. They should just take is him and be like, "You call plays, Ninja." Louis. you play Madden. Going to be an NFL GM at some point. I
4: love how, by the way, uh, lack of head coaching experience is often used as an excuse to not hire like offensive coordinators. But yet, (laughs) if you're a TV analyst, then experience is not experience is actually a plus. I'm not ready to say that this man is on the hot seat, but I also don't know the position that ownership and management is in with the current state of this team. And I'm talking about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are one of the worst five teams in football not bad. They have the most expensive defense in the NFL, despite being a bottom 10 unit for each of the last two years in terms of points and yards. Kenny Pickett, it's too early. They faced a really tough schedule. He had the, uh, the concussion, so I'm not ready to write him off completely. Matt Canada, though, second year offensive coordinator is not the right choice. He's not going to be there next year. Who knows if he makes it through this season. But I'm genuinely curious. What what position are the Steelers in with Mike Tomlin, knowing that not only are, are you not a good team, you don't have any immediate path to turning this thing around, unless the players that are already on the roster all of a sudden increase their level of play, because you're locked into a lot of expensive deals
2: defensively. So I guess what you're just saying, like, they're just in a bad spot, or are you asking about Mike Tomlin? I think this happened with Andy Reid. This is how Andy Reid went down in Philly. Because Mike Tomlin Tomlin has had 15 non-losing seasons This is exactly how Andy Reid went down in Philadelphia. It doesn't
3: make sense. He shouldn't be fired. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But this is exactly how Reid ended up exiting in Philly.
2: Yeah, He'd get drafted, hired immediately, except, don't get me except wrong. Except they drafted a rookie quarterback, so everybody had, I thought, reasonable expectations about what the Steelers were going to be Maybe. this year.
4: Yeah, but they the one thing that we thought was going to be good was the defense. Mike Tomlin is defensive coach. They have, again, the highest defensive payroll in the NFL,
2: and they are currently they 24th the, in points allowed. Steelers organization, I, I don't know if it's the exact number but i believe they've hired the fewest head coaches in league history yeah they've had
4: three in um, the last
2: 40 they're not an organization that makes a rash decision they're
4: not but um, i'm, I'm so asking I, you what they do they, like what you they, just keep
2: writing it out. No, they move on from mac canada their damn offensive coordinator that sucks and they obviously try to continue to groom Pickett, where they realize he's not the guy either and they be aggressive this offseason Mike Tomlin is absolutely still the head coach next season for the Steelers.
4: I know he's the head coach, but I don't think that's well, the best the position question? to be in as a franchise. Just because he is the head coach doesn't mean I think yeah, that but
2: you're acting as if it's he's why they're failing. How about how about the their, their roster? He doesn't he doesn't put together the roster. Um, he's not the GM. Some, but
3: sometimes what happens here, I don't think you're wrong. But this is. I think he'll be the head coach next
2: year, but I think if they have another four-win season, five-win season next year, he'll be out. Yeah, you should also hope that he doesn't get fired, because if so, if I'm the Broncos, I fire Hackett in five seconds, and if Mike I'm my If i any other coach.
3: team in the AFC West, I would immediately fire whoever was yeah, in charge yeah. of my team. I don't want
2: Mike Tomlin in the AFC West. I think he's a hell of a coach.
3: I did look up the top 10 Madden players. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Eric Wright is his name. His Nick, his uh, profile name is Problem. Yeah, I don't want the real name. I want their... I Problem. Want their... The top Problem. 10 are Problem, J. Wall, Drinney, Joke, young Kiv, twins. Oh no, I'm sorry, tweeze. Tweeze, tweeze. Tweez, Tweez, T W E E <laughs> Z, Tweez. You know, <laughs> Tweez
4: and Boogs, B O O G Z, Boogs, Boogs, Boogs. Okay. Okay, you guys stop saying that.
2: <laughs> I was making sure you, you say, guys went back and forth four <laughs> times. <laughs> I was making sure you said Boogs and not boobs.
4: Making sure. Why are you? Why do you use that? Where your mind automatically goes. It Sounded like that when he first said it. I feel, like just, I feel like you just—I feel like you're just like constantly thinking about
3: them. <laughs> so, has there been any other indications besides? <laughs> yeah, what? This one time,
4: I don't know. So, which I of those guys do you eyes. want to be that is, uh, the Colts uh, play caller? Ski- uh, s- tweeze, Tweeze, <laughs> Books. <laughs> That's who I. would I'm pick. assuming those both end in Zs. I'd be do. shocked if they don't.
3: <laughs> they, they do. I'm gonna go young Kiv. Don't know anything about him. He seems like Cube?
4: my guy. Is it spelled Y U N G? I like that he's young.
3: No, it's actually it's spelled Y O U N G. It's spelled the right way, I guess, hmm. but
2: Thrilling. Huh. That's all 32. <laughs> Brought to you by Anthony Plumbing. You know, Cody's insistence on including details that don't matter. Technicians, you could trust your house keys. I like to
3: give listener expectation, you know? Come on. What? They expect that from me now, so you know. To include random things that don't matter. Oh, that's part of the, that's part that's of your part of the enjoyment, part of your allure
2: <laughs> coming up next. There's already been one Mr. Reliable in Kansas city. Now there's another, and it's one you got to make sure doesn't leave. I'll tell you who it is next.
1: This is Cody and gold brought to you by Casey Bobcat. Rent or own from Casey Bobcat in blue Springs, Olathe or Tracy. Don't miss Patrick Mahomes and C dot on the drive every Monday at two 15 this season on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 sports radio Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand.
2: Back here on Cody and Gold. Thanks for hanging out with us on a Tuesday. Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to be in studio in a half hour. A lot to get into with the Chiefs, with him, what he saw. If he agrees, the, the one trend that keeps happening when the offense has struggled. And we'll get his thoughts on the injury to Josh Allen, what that means, bigger picture for the AFC. We're about 10 minutes away from the random question of the day. But we know in Kansas City for years, there's been for sure at least one Mr. Reliable on the football field uh, outside of Patrick Mahomes. But in terms of throwing the ball, that would be Travis Kelsey. And that's still the case. But they've got two of those guys where you you feel confident that that player is going to step up and make plays, be that reliable target on a big third down conversion. And that guy's Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know how there's any more questions about can he be that guy? Nobody's saying he's an elite wide receiver. There's only five or six of those guys in the league. That's not who he is. Less than 10 for sure. Right? But he is a number one wide receiver. I, I don't have any questions remaining. Can he fill that role? Can he be that reliable target for Patch Mahomes? He's absolutely that. Look at the last month of what he's put together. He's 15th in the league in this entire season in receptions, 15th in the league in receiving yards as well. And they got him on a steal of a one-year contract with incentives that he's going to hit, clearly, the way things are trending. And I think it's someone that you cannot let leave Kansas City. You have to find a way this offseason, because I don't think he'll do it in season. So this offseason, to get a long-term deal done with. He is under the age of 27. He's producing. He's been healthy. He is perfect for this system. He is what we thought Sammy Watkins could have been, but healthy. And that's somebody that this offense has to have, I believe, for it to be successful. You need somebody to fill that void. They found it this offseason, and he's Juju Smith-Schuster. They,
3: they really got to get him paid. This sounds, I know that he should not want, give him an amount of money that makes him not tempted to test free agency. Because no matter what you offer him, it's going to be less than someone else's. It just is. It could be three at 60, and someone might beat that in the free agent market you got to make an amount of money that seems there. First of all, I know that we went on Carrington Show and said this, the notion that three for 36 was ever on the table. I mean, I thought it was a bad idea then. I think even worse of it now. Yeah. Because I think everyone in the NFL was doing kind of what Carrington was talking about in this regard. Everyone wanted to know if he was still there. That's why he wasn't getting paid. Everyone wanted to make sure that 22-year-old Juju Smith-Schuster still existed. Because for the last three years combined, before this season in Kansas City, he had totaled 1,500 yards. So he's averaging 500 yards a season, four touchdowns a year. He's injured a little bit. Missed most of last year, obviously. I'm not saying that it didn't factor in. But that's what he's averaging. Over three years, he's on the field just enough to get 500 yards a season. and for, Now, it's more like 901 and 200 in the other. But that old Juju Smith-Schuster... Hadn't been around in a long time. He's back. You put him in the league quarterback, you put another guy aside him that can take attention away from him, and you know what Juju Smith-Schuster can do. He is, to me, he's probably going to fall in that, like, Brandon Cooks range, but if he's with this kind of talent, just the amount Kansas City has, as in there's one other weapon that can take talent away from him, and he's with one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL because that's what he had with Ben Roethlisberger at the time he was still going at yeah, 1,400 20. yards, he's a guaranteed 1,000. He's a guaranteed 1,100 guy. If he's back with Kansas City next year, he's a guaranteed 1,100-yard guy. He's never going to be – he's not going to just run into 1,700 one time, but he's – which is all you need in this offense when you have Travis Kelsey until you can he's draft and fit. develop the the next star guy.
2: It's a great fit. I, I mean, it, it took a few weeks into the season to see what they were saying during camp, which is, you know, who does he have the best rapport with? And I think in camp we were saying, other than Kelsey, it was Juju. It, it took a couple weeks for him to be the guy. Even in week one when the offense was clicking, it wasn't a game in which Juju – had some great numbers, but the last month in particular, you've really seen uh, him elevate his game, and I think it's not a coincidence that uh, when we when we see the targets and like you throw the ball 68 times, seemingly everybody uh, you would think is going to get involved, but 12 targets in the game. For Juju, Travis Kelsey has 17. Those are the two top targets. That's what you were hoping it was going to be. It's what you were expecting when you brought him in. But he's absolutely delivered, and he has exceeded. You know, I was optimistic about him heading in. I thought he was just you, a you thousand were still under yeah. yeah, he's pacing for over 1,200. Um, and and, and he gets, deserves a ton of credit for what he's been able to do in only you know eight games here with Kansas City. But I think uh this off season, you brought up the dollar amount, like. MVS got three for thirty-six. I know the contract structured where they can get out of it earlier, but there's no freaking chance Juju signing for three for thirty-six. No way. I still think it's like three for thirty. I still think I don't think
3: someone's going to get three, give three
2: him, for thirty. Not three for thirty. Or 60. Even worse. Okay. Yeah yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: I still think that. I think he's going to get twenty million dollars a year. That's what wide receivers in the open market who catch for a thousand yards get. I, honestly, that's not an insane number. That means it's really two for 38, and if you keep him a third, that's fine. That's acceptable. We know how the NFL contracts work. I still don't think, here's the thing about Juju, and the reason why I think he should sign here, both in his best interest and in the team's, because it sounds selfish. I'm just like, hey, Juju, let's do the old Patrick Mahomes discount thing, because that's not real. The only person who has been doing that is Travis Kelsey, and his time spent here is not the same as everyone else's time spent here, a okay? a unique situation,
2: their relationship Incredibly and all Incredibly unique.
3: Yeah. And the Kelsey brothers apparently never leave, okay? Y- you got a lucky one. They're just going to stay in their cities forever. They're each going to have at least one Super Bowl title with their cities. They're going to retire heroes in their cities. That seems like it is decided. But it's just, from every other perspective, I don't think that it's fair to look at this and say that he wouldn't take maybe a competitive offer. And what you're saying, Gold, is right. Make sure that you don't let him see free agency, because my concern, obviously, is if he sees free agency, then
2: and look, selfishly, um, if if I'm Juju's agent and them, like I, there's no How? way I'm having a conversation about a new contract till after the season because of what my my in this case, like what my client is doing, right? Like if you're his agent, you, you know yeah. what the, you. Everybody knows what the free agent market was his past off season financially. You also look at Who's available in free agency? Juju's going to be the best option, essentially, for any team in free agency. It's why I believe we talked about the trade deadline, why the Bears traded for Claypool, why we even saw the Calvin Ridley trade, a guy that's not even eligible to play football yet. Would you give him the Christian Kirk deal? Text line's asking if he'd take it. What's Would the you exact give him? number on that again? Four
3: years, $72 million, average of $18 million per year. You can't get out of it until year three. Yeah, He'd 30, be a $20 million uh, cap hit, $10 million dead. In year four, essentially, you wouldn't even have to sign him. Same age, by the way. He's 26 30, through
2: 29. $37 is guaranteed. So that's really the number I care about, right? You know what I mean? $37 million is what you're on the hook for, guaranteed. Um, so, yes, I, I would do that. Yeah. I would, too. I mean, it's... Barring s- some sudden drop-off and he's hurt, you know... Let's, you know, Barring some sudden drop-off he, and he misses seven him, of the like, last...
3: Yeah, I was about to say, but yeah. if I were him, I would take that deal, too. Is it crazy to say, like, I... If, Like, if I were Juju Smith-Schuster, considering the fact I'm going to play alongside Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, which I do think matters, for me getting paid one more time, if I want to cash in one more time, I'm going to be 29 years old having come off of 4,000-yard seasons with Patrick Mahomes. I can still get one more pot of gold at the end of this thing. Like, I I think if I were Juju, Mm -hmm. there's
2: a real appeal in that kind of contract. If I'm the Chiefs, I'd be very interested in that deal. Also, it helps that they're different players, but uh, Christian Kirk, He's actually living up to the current deal right now. I mean, like we all we all we all were guilty of I mean, like, what the hell are you doing, Jacksonville in with fairness, that money to Christian it Kirk? It seemed like a ridiculous contract. It, yeah, it did. But Christian Kirk, he's having a really nice season for for Jacksonville. So that makes you he's also got, 574
3: years, he got as much as Yeah, It and makes you
2: feel good about the number. Like if that is the market, there's a player that got it on the market and he's not underperforming. Um so yeah, I would I would absolutely be interested in a deal like that. All right, let's get to the random question of the day.
1: Random question. For you, Gold.
3: For you, Nick. And for the Jay Southland Toe Service Tax Line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question today brought to you by the Windows Source of Kansas City. Um, We were all uh, visiting the... You know, concession whatever. I don't know the
2: vending machine. area. The vending machine area.
3: Machinery. They called something. Dark. I wish we, we had, had, had a
2: concession it. stands, man. <laughs> like Nick, and could hot get, dog. Nick could get his glizzies all day long. <laughs> He'd be happy.
4: Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be great for a company morale. Yeah, imagine just like
3: though. one guy standing back there waiting for someone to visit this concession stand. Yeah, that'd be the most boring job on earth. There aren't be, enough people. Yeah, in the we'd be building.
2: trying to have conversations, and Nick would have a Nick would have a dog in his mouth. It would be a problem. Oh, not every day. Yeah, you would. But Fridays for sure. Oh, just Fridays. Yeah.
4: Fridays are prime wiener time. Fridays for night. you. Yeah. yeah. Well. Okay. I don't know if that's what
2: we'll call them. <laughs> oh, it's a hot dog wiener. Okay. I
4: still Anywhere. don't want to call it Wiener
2: Friday. <laughs> I mean, it's not. That's for you. I figure that's what you. You're the Glizzy gl- Gladiator. Um, We've determined that.
3: So. That's not. My question is not about Glizzies or Nick's consumption of them, or what we're going to name the Friday version of what and when Nick consumes them if we get a concession stand in house. Instead. It's about some of the food items that exist in there. We don't have to call it the company or anything like that, but there are some food items in there that I don't think anyone under any circumstance would ever eat out of there. So I have a question for a dollar amount. We do this on the show sometimes. How much would it cost you to do whatever? There is an egg salad sandwich in there. <laughs> it is, be, can be described as between two pieces of white bread and then what looks like yellow tapioca pudding <laughs> between those two pieces. <laughs> it's just... I don't know what the best buy date is. It doesn't look moldy. No. What is the dollar amount Mm. it would take you Mm. to eat that entire
2: sandwich? I don't like egg salad to begin with. It's the problem. Neither do I.
3: But there is a dollar amount. That's not the kind Uh. of food or thing. I also don't like egg salad. But that's not the kind of food you want to do. I think if someone had $400 cash, I'd do it. If you had $400 cash,
4: I'd eat that sandwich.
2: I don't think I'd do it for two. There's a there's a like a ham and pepperoni sandwich in that same type of wrapper that I wouldn't want to eat either. Like okay, I just, but
4: I would do that for
2: fifty bucks. Y- yes, yes. The egg salad. I'm surprised from, you from this. I'm surprised you went as high as four hundred. Well, think about this too. two hundred dollars. Enough that bread
4: has been in that fridge for days. Yeah, but days. It's, but so it's, so it's in cold. a very weeks maybe. It's in a very packed. Fre- it's in a very fresh. <laughs> stick to your teeth. Take that first bite. I want you to remember this. <laughs> because that bread is cold and, and hardened. When you I take doubt that the bread's bite, hard because once it's you in get such that, a fresh not,
2: plastic wrapping. You it's know? not
4: hard, but what it's going to stick to your teeth on that first bite. And that feeling alone with the taste of the
2: egg salad. Because I think egg salad um, is disgusting. I was surprised Cody went as high as 400. Because What's your I, number? I mean. Is it lower than 400? No, but I was still not expecting you to say 400. Now I feel like it's, we were all going to say a high, ridiculously high number. Um, I, yeah, I mean, some at two
3: hundred dollars, and they have the sandwich.
4: And they hand it to me.
1: I might you to eat I might the whole sandwich
2: that. or just a bite. Whole thing, because I think I, I would save
4: four hundred, but I'm not sure I would. over the course to, of the show? Four hours. The I'm not sure I'd be able to stomach it. I that's, don't think I
2: could stomach it. Yes, why, you could. No, no I couldn't. That's why I asked. If it's just a bite, then yeah, the numbers. You way just lower. told me this about beans. Dude. Just suck it up, Nick. It's four hundred dollars. Beans are not as
4: gross as egg salad. I'd rather eat that egg salad sandwich in a bowl. What is an egg salad? Can you tell me all the ingredients? No, I mayo and egg, salt, pepper, onions, right?
2: Onions. This is my nightmare because I don't like, I don't like mayo anyway. And then now you're going to mix it in with this. It's boiled egg, mayo, a touch of mustard. I hate mustard as well. Like this is night. this is nightmare stuff for me. Mayo. Okay. So what's your number?
3: That's the random question Uh, to
2: eat all of it to Nick's point. I don't know if I would be able to not throw up. Um, 650 bucks. 650
3: bucks. Someone said they'll do it for 20 bucks. I'd almost pay this person to eat that sandwich. Uh I
2: don't even know
4: them. See, it's like some people love egg salad. So for some people, I'm sure this whole conversation sounds ludicrous. Correct.
2: The idea that you would need to be paid to eat something that you like. What's your answer, Nick? Yeah, so just picture whatever you think is the most disgusting food item, and what if you're someone that likes egg salad, two and, and f- also acknowledge that it's in a plastic wrapper that's been sitting in a work fridge and we for don't know two for weeks, and it comes from Wisconsin, and maybe it's, two weeks, could be longer. It says Best Buy usually a certain date, but it's not. It's not like it's coming from. It's expiration date down the is seven days from now. I checked it.
3: One week. We got to send a photo out to yeah. actually get the text it lines accurate. Does the yeah. number
4: increase? Just like touch. if we get to the day of, yeah, that's uh,
3: November fifteenth.
2: Yes! How yeah. I'm
4: risking stomach problems um,
2: in addition just, to everything else. It just doesn't even look. at That's the their guys.
4: best Buy date. That means it's way past. I can imagine. Imagine the smell, Gold, when you unwrap oh. it. When you when you pull that cellophane <laughs> open, <laughs> go grab when you smell it. Go grab no, it. No, I'm go not. Go get it right
2: now. <laughs> go get it. I mean, it just the the egg sat like the egg just like oozing out of the bread in the wrapper uh, right we now. Wants, we want to convince someone to give us.
3: We want to convince someone to give us like. Three thousand dollars to shoot a Creed video. Someone Is just, there one
4: rich lawyer who will Venmo huh.
3: like three hundred dollars to make Goldie this sandwich? Oh my, dude,
2: guys, I I think I might throw up on air. Worth it. If
4: you throw up, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think I would throw up on air. The smell. And Nick's right about the smell. I'd have to. I'd have to plug my nose while I'm eating it. I, the someone, texture
4: too. The uh, mushiness. Oh man. What's your number? Uh, yeah, Five hundred. Five hundred. So I'm the cheapest. I love that rich egg smell," says someone on the text line. Ugh. You're the first person to ever say that.
2: <laughs> so they need a thousand dollars in a barf bag, yeah? That too. Did it? Might take a G. I don't know. I, I mean, would ruin this microphone, guys. I'd be like, you guys would be laughing, and I'd be miserable. This is well, if we had the video stream going, and I might throw up into this uh, microphone.
3: I'm, I'm talking myself down to three hundred. I said three hundred for you. I think I would probably do it for three, but I wouldn't feel good about okay. it. Can they put hot sauce?
2: No, no, no. Just no, as you just is, gotta eat it man. as is. You got yeah, a bottle of you water. Can't. You can have a bottle of water next to you while you're <laughs> yeah, eating it. That's but,
3: it. But that's it. Yeah. yeah. Nothing f- no flavored drink. <laughs> just <laughs> just a like uh-huh. we're all making ourselves so uncomfortable with this sandwich. Ugh.
2: Someone says legit they'll go have half, have so This it, person they says they'll
3: no Venmo 150. They're willing to go that oh. high.
2: Ugh. I get the money by the way.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: if you eat it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or if I eat it? Okay. If I
3: for $300, if someone will pay me $300,
2: I'll. I don't know if I could eat all. I hate mayo and I hate mustard. <laughs> what are we doing? But don't you like uh, $300? I do. I do very much so. I'm not that desperate, though. That's why the price is, like, over $500. Somebody's saying they wouldn't eat it for $5,000.
3: Someone says they've got enough money. I wouldn't eat it for
4: $5,000. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. It's like, <laughs> That's actually such a yeah. strong answer. Well, I'm it's comfortable like, with the amount of money I have. $500 no, is you. a more than fair price, but... Mm. Like, how desperate am I for the cash? I feel like
3: I'd do do it for three.
4: Ask me after. That's enough money that I would be like, I'd like. Ask me after on a Monday after a bad day of NFL bets. (laughs) My number might change. (laughs) It
3: might slowly go down. (sighs) Well, I'm glad we all made ourselves super uncomfortable. Mm. Someone says they'll pay $100, but you got
4: to do it seven days after the expiration. Dear God.
2: I like, was going to keep it, what, in well, my that's just, that, that's
4: just like, okay, eat anything after it's expired. And the worst, I mean, can you imagine something worse to eat that's expired than <laughs> that eggs and mayonnaise? Sounds, no. mm. Chicken, oh, I guess? Smell,
2: that time the smell would be awful.
4: That's just it. It's like, there are other things I don't want to eat, but the scent is so pungent. <laughs> it stings the nostrils.
2: Someone says they'll do it for a spot on the guillotine league next year. By the way, the guillotine league is still rolling on. The the guillotine uh, barber is still alive and he is going Cody, strong. So who got chopped this week in the, uh, the the Cody and Gold Guillotine League? I can pull it up. Uh, obviously, all three of us have been out for a little while. Uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. latest team to get chopped looked like it is. Oh, our, our our personal trainer buddy.
3: Oh man. Uh, Good run. Andrew.
2: He got he got cut with 70 points this week. He had been averaging 103. had a bad week. So he is done in our guillotine league. We're down to one, two, three, four, five. What, what do we have? How many weeks left in the NFL season? What is it, eight? About eight? Nine, I believe. Nine? Nine. There you go.
3: Nine teams remain. And almost everyone spent their money except for Casey Kurt, who won it one of the other times by saving all of his money and then having it all at the end. So
2: I guess you're all in trouble. His plan seems to be working again. We'll ask Michael Massey maybe uh, from the Royals who joined us as our NFL insider filling in for Vinnie Pasquitino. We'll get his thoughts on the egg salad. Man, some of these people saying they do it for
3: fifty bucks. You must you have to like egg salad to do it for fifty bucks. There's no other way. You'd have been like college mm. for beer money, maybe. You would have I mean agreed for fifty but at that point I've been like, I'm just not gonna drink
2: tonight, fellas. It's been real. Thank you. We gotta send a photo Thanks out. Thanks for that right? random question, buddy. You're thank welcome. Thank you for that. I, feel sick I to wait my until sleep. after you ate. Sick but yeah, I do kinda of feel gross. Nate Taylor's gonna join us in studio here in about ten minutes or so. Let's talk a little college football because uh, we didn't get to this yesterday, post Chiefs game. Understandably so. KU is going bowling. Okay, that Nick was right. That he kept saying
3: that they were going to go. I, I doubted the fact that they were going to stay. When, when KU
2: was five and zero, oh, Nick rattled off some numbers and some research he did, which was basically teams that start five and zero, oh, they don't games. lose out. Right. That was essentially Nick's point. And obviously, KU except that
4: one time in Kansas history, did that happen? But.
2: And that was when their coach got fired.
4: Yes. So, Orwell
2: was on his way out. Yeah,
4: yeah. Lost the locker room.
2: So KU's going bowling, which, of course, I mean, that's just incredible what Lance Leipold has done. That was awesome to see. Uh, and they've, they've got a chance with the schedule in front of them, maybe to, to make things even more interesting for their season. But I bring it up, not just to, to bring up my alma mater being bowl eligible finally, but there's one projection out there that has KU against MU in the Liberty Bowl which would be absolutely amazing. Now, MU is not even bowl eligible yet though. They got to find two more wins.
3: By the way, would you have assumed that going, that Kansas was beating Missouri to bowl eligibility? They
2: lost in brutal fashion at Kentucky. A couple of times. And I had Kentucky plus one. So I was very happy. That punter who might be out for the season now with that injury after he got roughed up, that was a terrible break for Missouri. They were going to have the ball at the two yard line. Instead they lost. But KUMU bowl game, if Mizzou wins two more games and that's the bowl game and Liberty Bowl, that's incredible. And if you're the Liberty Bowl, you would love that. KUMU in football this year in your bowl game, plenty of people would be interested in that game.
3: Well, more than just normal. Like if you were there, you're like, hey, in in addition to that, we get old, you know, 100-year-old rivalries. Yeah, I would think they'd be interested in that. Hell yeah. This still has been outside of, you know, the only school I'd probably give the nod to is God, there are a couple, because TCU and Sonny Dykes deserves plenty of credit there, too. Yeah, that's the thing. If he gets undefeated, mean,
2: he's going to be coach of the year. I
3: understand. Dude, it's way more impressive what Leipold did at Kansas than what Sonny Dykes would do doing at TCU. This was supposed TCU to be a two-win team.
2: Yes, maybe. I'm with you They one and
3: one and a half so, in Vegas. They have been the worst Division One power football I know, program know, in the entire I country. Obviously, a laughingstock. Obviously, miserably bad. And they are that, a bowl team.
2: Yeah, obviously. That's Lance Leipold. I believe should be coach of the year, but I'm just telling you if Sonny Dykes goes undefeated through the big 12 and ends up in the college football playoff, awfully tough for him not to win. it. No, he probably will. <laughs> I mean, I think he does win it.
3: And you could make the argument for Syracuse. Who's had an incredible season as
2: yeah, well. Falling off a little bit, but, but yeah.
3: Syracuse wasn't Syracuse was never good at football,
2: but like it's they hard won four games last year or something. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's not like Kansas was not just bad. It's the level of bad. They were, And all of a sudden, the Leipold stuff, and seemingly every open college job has gotten very quiet. Nobody's talking about about who they're planning to hire. Nebraska's super quiet. Everyone's super quiet about who it is they're trying to do there. Because you have to hope right now, if you're Kansas, you get one more year of Leipold. One more year of Leipold. Go to -to back-to-back bowl games and make your job. Try to get the new stadium stuff worked out. And then try to make your job as appealing as possible to the person who would take the job after him. Because that's it. At best, you have a year left of Lance Leipold, right? Because somebody else is going to hire him.
2: I'm not going to. I'm not wanting to say at best, but I get your point. I don't disagree that there's most likely that's what you're. I mean, I, I disagree with like at best. At best is that they sign him to a four or five year extension and he stays. And he gets two and a half years yeah, and like, then he gets I, I bought get, out. I don't disagree with you. Like most likely that your scenario is is likely where it sure. where it heads. But in the next two or three weeks, you'll start to see the coaching stuff heat up for for everybody. Like it's weird. Like it's almost like if he took a if
3: he came back next year and took a bit of a drop off, that would hurt his chances. But also, you don't want your team to take a drop back. You just started. Playing competent football. Because to me, the, the biggest thing about Kansas versus any of the others, and the reason why it's impressive they got to bowl, is that they truly have not been outclassed very often this year. Like, they've been on the field with, you know, big-time programs, top-ranked programs, top-25-ranked programs. They themselves have been that. And at no point have I thought, Kansas uh, can't compete in any way with this team. That That is yeah, shocking. Every game they have. Because they have, you know, like the... Like Nick talks about the haves and the have-nots in college. It's easy to just get uh, steamrolled by a team who is top seven in the country, and they're just better than you even though you're a good football team. But Kansas really has avoided that this year,
2: especially when Daniels was playing. Coming up next, we'll get right back into the Chiefs. Nate Taylor from The Athletic will join us in studio. We'll ask him about the long-term outlook for Juju Smith-Schuster and what the AFC playoff picture could be if Josh Allen's going to miss some time in Buffalo.
1: There's to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Casey Bobcat. Rent or own from Casey Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe or Tracy. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.